When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. But through our own lens, which can be riddled with our own insecurities, which can be, of course, Maybe like feeling triumphant because of a recent achievement. Listen, it'll be salty, it'll be peppery, it'll be spicy. At the end of the day, just like life, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. About 90 Day Fiance. We are happily ever after. We are season seven, episode eleven. Meet me halfway, honey. (laughs) Meet me halfway, honey. Listen, it can't go the full way. Meet me halfway. I went on a date last night, and oh, I wish I had uh, perhaps. I always get upset when the guy doesn't offer to meet halfway between where you live and where he lives. It always makes me upset when his first offer is, "Oh, let's be like right by. Let's meet where I live." <laughs> always like, great for you. How great for you? Oh, okay, how easy and great for you. It's gonna take me thirty minutes to get there, but great for you. You know. <laughs> Meet me halfway, honey. Meet me halfway. So having said that, uh, listen, I, I wasn't wrong when I talked about what DocuSweeties is, riddled with our own insecurities, but also just sometimes there's achievements. Who do you want to start with first, Wazis? Let's start with Bilal and Chida. Yes, Bilal and Chida. Oh, he is flexible. <laughs> I, he's disgusting. Like, he doesn't respect her and what she does to the nth degree. And then on top of him not actually having respect of, of her and what she does, he then decides that he's going to be funny about it because that's how uncomfortable yoga makes him. Every single time this person asks him to do anything, he has to start talking about passing gas. He has to push the person next to him over. And it, maybe it's because, you know, this is through our own lens, and which can sometimes be salty, <laughs> sometimes be spicy. But as somebody who does yoga, and I don't necessarily take it like, you know, woo-woo, what Chris said something like woo-woo, ha-ha, like spiritual. I don't take woo-woo. it seriously. Woo-woo. Yeah. Like to where I'm like actually like, my chakras or like truly you know like you know i'm trying to move with the breath but the truth is is that like yoga doesn't hit me on a spiritual level the way it hits other people but i do enjoy the practice i do enjoy the challenge i do enjoy the thought behind it do i ever open my third eye never not one but for Bilal to go into a class with some of her students and then create like a fart sound and then have it like last extra long and then 
be like when she's like what's that he's like oh marcia did it it's just like tacking uncouth and like you know he doesn't give a shit about her and her business he doesn't like it because he doesn't know it. He's not good at it. He's good at it. He can't explain to her about yoga. What is he going to teach her about yoga? She's a yoga teacher. So by nature of that, it feels uncomfortable for him. And yeah, he just is like, how can I get the intention back on me? Like, which is through like a very negative way, which is like the dumbest little boy way, which is fart stuff. I mean, truly the dumbest. I mean, schoolyard. So she is, though, incredibly flexible, and you know, so am I. So, and God bless. <laughs> so, he is, he make, makes mentions that are certain times in the relationship when that really comes in handy. And I also agree, you know? Good for you, too. Yeah. No, listen, me and her, we, 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 what are, what are we going to say? We're great in bed. <laughs> anyway, um, unlike Jenny, you know, Jenny could use some flexibility classes. So, no Jody and Sue on this episode. How sorry for us and how sorry for you. She loves him. She so, that she is embarrassed by him and that she never really knows when the little pranks are going to come out. But yeah. she's trying really hard to be the good wife that she's supposed to be because she really wants to make this work with Bilal. But I'm, we're just watching a woman trying to make fetch work and it's hard sometimes because nobody deserves that. So she gets her work from it. And she's yeah. really excited to show it to him. She's got her her little like workers social security card and she's got her like EAD card and she's able to like hit the round running. And so she's excited because she wants to look at yoga studios and Bilal has to bring in his high handed heavy dose of reality and tell her that no, there's so many things you need to do prior than looking at um, the spaces. Yeah, because you don't know First of all, you have to market first. And I'm like, why, why would you market for a place when you don't even have a space in which to do it? You have to market first. You have to get a bank account. You have to get a credit. You have to build up credit. He just starts to mansplain to her why looking at yoga studios right now is not the best, smartest first move. And my thought is, you can say all of that without hope, dashing her hopes and dreams. You can say, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Um, we can start looking at some stuff, but, you know, before we actually like put down and get something, you know, let's, let's get the bank account. Cause that's super important first. Like we got to like get you an LLC and all that stuff. Of, but yeah, we could definitely start looking at, at places just to get an idea of like what the real estate looks like in Kansas city for that. And then I can help you do some research to see like how many yoga studios they are and what areas maybe you should get it in. And because that's where like that audience is and like, Stuff like that. Like he just wants to immediately tell her that what she wants to do is wrong and yeah. not the way of it. And that he knows the way of it and you don't have your ducks in a row. So. Right. But somehow he acquiesces and he acquiesces in a way in which she is able to go and meet with his like fellow coworkers. They're like, you know, cause he does like what he is. He's not, a, he's not a realtor, but he like does real estate stuff, right? They, they like work with him in some way. And they're two lovely ladies, honey. It's like Mimi and Stacy. They're both wearing like brown and or like camel color jackets. Like one looks like it's like leather and one looks like it's just like canvas or whatever. But, you know, they're working women who have children and shy like looks up to them. And so and, you know, like they're they have positive energy. And so they take her to the space and it's definitely needs some improvement and some love. But, but it has a huge open area what looks like multiple rooms 
and right away they're like yeah so this is uh a, a wall that could definitely be mirrored and be gorgeous and so like that kind of like feminine positive eye is always good to have you know like that sort of energy creates and sparks creativity and sort of like you know that kind of like business business adventure you need where you have like someone like giving you positivity which is why i feel like Bilal's constant negativity of it's not great to do this and you have to learn how to do that first and uh everything she says is negated and it's just how do you feel good about yourself and how do you feel like a person that could get something done and a business person and like because it's hard to also just put yourself out there in a business world in the sense of knowing that you could lose money and also when your name's on a brand like your own yoga studio like you want it to be you want to be confident in that so it's just it's nice that she has like any females in her life that would give that to her because she's always looking to Bilal's mom and sister for validation and what she wants and they're not always upfront in giving that because they're on Bilal's side they think that he you know the moon and sun sets with him so right well yeah I just feel bad for her every time I just feel terrible for her because <laughs> every time I feel terrible so. I just I mean, there must be something that we're not seeing that the cameras aren't showing. Like, obviously, he's getting a very intense edit. Now, I'm not denying that he's saying the things that he's saying, but I would just like to see a little bit more of sweet Bilal. I would like to see a little bit more of a Bilal that isn't her trying to push through and make something work simply because she's, she said she would until death do, does her part. I just... Yeah. He, he has a daddy complex. Like he truly wants a girl, a woman or a person whom he can listen. I don't. And the truth is, is I don't even necessarily know that this is something that he wants. I think that this is what he thinks he's supposed to do. And he doesn't know any other way to be or to operate. And so the type of woman who would fit into that would be somebody who he feels looks really good on his arm, which is what he exactly what he thinks about Shida. She is probably one of the most beautiful people that he will ever get. Not to say that Shahida isn't beautiful, but Shai has this definite exotic like look to her. And and then when she starts to speak, it, it she becomes even more like different and something that he would not get in Kansas City. So I think that she looks great on his arm. She is a devout woman and she follows the, you know, tenets of the Quran and Islam. And he's lucky to have that. But on top of that, he he just wants someone who really doesn't have any ambition. Like even though he says he does and he likes that or whatever, he he likes to control. Yes. Yes, he absolutely does. It's interesting because she kind of laments what is do you want me to do all day just like cook and clean all day and the answer is like yes the answer is yes he wants listen he doesn't mind for you to do the yoga he wants you to just live stream a yoga class every day while he's at work teach your peeps do some of yourself make sure you're cooking and cleaning for the house you know like yeah and then be there and ready for whatever he wants to do you know and that yeah that's exactly what he would like he wants to just and not have any kids obviously yeah, did you see that Louis Vuitton in his closet when she opened it up to get the the EA? You saw it. I did. I'm surprised you saw it. I'm surprised. A little placard that said it. I was like, wow, not only do you have clothing, but somehow you have a little placard that says it in there too. 
I want to see, you know what I want to see? You're like, I want to see the, the Bilal being nice scenes. I want to see the Bilal spending money scenes. Okay. Yeah. On her, on him, on yeah. her, on the house, on her. Because you know? those fits, I know he's buying her clothes or they're going shopping together. Right. Like they are Instagram ready couple fit. Like. I think that he has also a stylist for them. Oh. I think that he's working with a stylist. Great. Great. I'm not mad at it. I just would I like to see more of that side of it to just like understand in some way, you know. I agree. So, yeah. What do you think of Shida when she wears contacts in her confession? What do we, what do we feel about it? Uh, I understand why she's doing it because everyone does it. It, may, doesn't, it makes me I, I notice it immediately. Like there's no not noticing it for me. I don't It's just it, it for some reason, it's not annoying as other people are to me. I but... mean, to me, she looks like a white walker. They're just like really, really off. Green. Yeah, she gets green. She puts green in. Just like, it's just like, wow. I mean, I just like, are you going to like get some white hair and just like. D'Artagnan. Zombies. <laughs> so anyways. Targaryen, I, I mean. D'Artagnan is what I said. But Targaryen. Yeah, she, she, she could be like a full on Targaryen. <laughs> No, the White Walkers, the ones that like they have to fight. Anyways, so the next couple that we can talk about, let's just talk about Andre and Libby and just get them over with. Because like, what are their segments about besides Andre being like, "No, Libby, stupid, shut up." No, I don't, I don't like it like this. How do you spell it for me? <laughs> then make all your damn signs and like, fuck, I like, don't like, I don't want to fucking like <laughs> And Ellie is just sitting right there listening to him holler. Now, I'm not saying they're the only family that hollers. There's a lot of, like, big families who tend to just, like, yell over each other and holler at each other. But, like, sometimes I'm just, like, and by sometimes I mean all the time, I'm just, like, not into it, you know? Like, I just was like, shut up. I would hate it. No, I think that, like, I get noises freak me out. I have, you know, I think that I also would just, like, think that I was always doing something wrong. But I think that sometimes some parts of him is just like, no, this is what talking is. No, this is already how long I, this is, this is normal. And so I'm upset. This is normal. You know, you're just like, what? Crazy. But yeah, they are. So basically they are making signs they want to hold up because their big plan is the following. We know Libby's pregnant, right? There's a baby in the belly. We discussed that. And so did Ellie. And we know that Andre's dad is in town. We also know that the whole family loves Chuck and hates everyone else. So they decide to go and go to the Grand Canyon, take the granddads. And then while the granddads are looking at the beauty of the Grand Canyon, be like, great, great, great. But also look at us and let us do a social media ad where we'll put up these like signs. And what they decided to do is they have three posters on the top of one poster. She, Libby decides to let Andre, horrible, horrible decision, be the first to put, we are. And then underneath that, whatever we we are in Romanian is, which for some reason is much longer. Okay, so it's like, jar, blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever it is, like lots, lots, lots of words. In the second column, it's like expecting. And then they have this whole conversation about the fact that Andre wanted to be like, we're pregnant. But Libby's like, no, we're not pregnant. No, you're not pregnant. I'll tell you who's pregnant. I'm pregnant. The baby's here in this belly. I'm the one pregnant. I'm the one that throws up. I'm the one that's going to push it out. I've already pushed out a baby or cut it out of me. I'm not quite sure. 
what happened last time or what's going to happen this time. It's me. I'm pregnant. Yeah. I love that she did that. I loved it. I love that she was just like, no, you didn't do it. He was like, okay, whatever. And she's like, no, no. I'm, look at me in my face. We are not pregnant. I am. So put expecting. And then he's like, spell for me. And then, then they decided to do it to where like not one poster is in a different language and the other person poster is in English so that you're able to like discern which one you should read. Yeah. Um, Romanian still has some English lettering or English-like lettering. And so it kept throwing Chuck off. So it's like, why would you think that you would hold up two separate posters and that you would read on the top, we are expecting, and then on the other poster on the top, see like something. And then having, I mean, God bless, listen, Ellie messing up, putting up that poster, just, I was just like, can someone take this kid off stage and put on another kid? Like I, the, the like performer in me was like, no, you, you are not going to have this. Cut. Let's bring in the other kid who knows how to hold up a sign. Cut, cut. Bring in the other two-year-old. Like this child is two years old. And I'm like, that's what Libby does. You know that Libby, like when the cameras are there, when the cameras come, mommy's going to say, where are we going? And Ellie, you're going to say mountains. Let's practice. Where are we going? Mountains. Where are we going? Mountains. Good job, Ellie. Good job, world in China, Ellie's world in Australia. I've already made every YouTube possible for your incredible social media ascent to royalty and every yeah. donate is bought. Don't even worry, Ellie. So listen, we practice for you in this sign. When I unroll mine, you unroll yours or I'll get Bookie over in here, honey. She'll scare the shit out of you. Yeah. And it's also like, she's also in the background, like, la la loo, la la loo, it'll stop. Lovely sleeper, sing it. for you. Like she just really wants that child. Her and her should have the duets of their uh, <laughs> of their nursery rhymes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, so Chuck he doesn't know where to put his eyes, and he's having a hard time. And we don't even know if Andre sees it, and maybe he does, but he's just like silently smiling on the side. And Chuck is just so excited. He's like, "What? What? I can't believe." This happening i asked her about whether or not they were going to have more kids a few months ago and she was just like mama dad you know mama and then she's like dad we're telling you first because you know we're close to you right now and the dad's like well how are you gonna tell the rest of them and she's like social media the way the rest of the world is and chuck's like i don't think it's gonna cause any problems and she's like mm. and then she ends up saying that she would she would love to tell her siblings about this but she's just like feeling like she wants to support her husband and she really and her husband really feels like Someone in the family is called um, USIS and or UCISI and or something. You know, I don't know. Starring Shamar Moore comes on on uh, Tuesday nights. That NCIS. Yeah, <laughs> like it comes on Monday nights at eight p.m. on Channel Two. But you know, and that he doesn't want to like tell them their his happy news because he kind of just wants to separate from Becky and Buki and Charlie, and so and the wife. Pam, Megan. Pam. Megan. Oh, Charlie's wife, Pam. Yeah. I'm sorry, Charlie's wife, Megan. And then, of course, Libby's mom, Pam. Yeah. I just like the fact that they talk about the fact that they do social media in this episode because all of these people are like, Bilal and Shy are like making up TikToks and making up reels all day long. So the fact that even mention it 
like makes me happy because that's a lot what they're talking about all the time. We're just not seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's actually like, I like that. It's almost like a little behind the scenes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's really all that happens to them. I think unless you have something else to say, we can move on. I don't know. All right, let's move on to Jovi and Yara. So in this segment, Jovi and Yara are getting ready because they are going to go to look at apartments. And he really feels like he was kind of us afterthought when it comes to Yara looking at apartments. Like he thinks that she decided all this behind his back, which he's absolutely correct. Uh, she, she, but she didn't do it behind his back. She literally did it in front of his face. Uh-huh. He just doesn't speak the, the language. So he didn't know what was happening. And so he's like, well, I'm going to go. So he goes and then he's mad that he has to spend his first day in Europe chauffeuring around his wife and his backstabbing mother-in-law. He really doesn't like this mother-in-law. And I think that it's like a little shitty of him he's like he's he's one of these people that like anyone can catch hands you know what i'm saying it's like sometimes you just have to forgive your wife's mother or your wife's side of the family because like their best interest is for the person that they know and love not the stranger she went to another country and got knocked up with and married the relationship is very very cold and distant and i'm was surprised because he's been over there before and i just they have absolutely no warmth at all throughout this con- like they never have a side conversation she they've never like shared a smile or whatever and so yeah basically they don't talk at all at all ex- you know except for when yara translates and she does not do a good job translating so in this car ride her mom is basically like when you get this part we get this place like get us room especially for my line a small room for me so i can live there with you too and uh, she tells like you know jovi like somewhere where we have an apartment yeah like she will have her place to stay sometimes to her, you know about the mom or whatever but like what i think is happening is not the same like she's not she's being kind of she doesn't want to say what, what's happening but i just can't really believe this is all truthful i'm really supposed to believe that yara is just about to buy an apartment by her with her own money for like $150,000 in Prague and just what live out here two months out of the year because she can't be in, she has to be in America six months out of the year period. Sorry, go on. on. Yeah. I mean, can you flush out your thought a little more? I wasn't following quite what you were saying just now. Like you were, what were you saying that their conversation wasn't being. Yeah. Yara doesn't translate the exact way in which it feels like it should be translated. So her mom is saying, when you look at apartments, find, you know, Mila's going to have a room and find like a little place for me so I can live there and like be with you and Mila. And then she's explaining it to Jovi. She's like, yeah, you know, like maybe she'll be there sometimes. Like okay. maybe there'll be a place for her too. Like sometimes it's just that she's, being shady and like telling Jovi what's up and then having these kind of like secret you know conversations with her mom about what they want to do what they've been planning on doing okay that, yeah okay so I think what she should just say if I were Yara I'd be like um my mom wants a better apartment and she wants me to get a three-bedroom and how that's gonna work is she would stay in one of the rooms and be there you know 
for she would live there but it would also be a space for me and Mila to come whenever we come visit and it makes absolute sense to me that the times that he is on the boat that she would be in Prague yes like that that makes the most sense and maybe the mom pays like half the rent because she would get the apartment more so or half of the time by herself yeah and then Yara pays some of it so maybe Yara wouldn't put a, a 165,000 down period but maybe she would like invest in this property and like you know pay some of the rent or whatever and that's how he she needs to say it to Jovi but she's not saying that she's like being weird it's like she doesn't know exactly how to explain and then towards the end of the episode which which we can get to I mean we can come back let me just say towards the end of the episode we realize that it's because Yara's mother when she divorced she lost everything like Yara's father was a piece of shit and he just just took everything and left the mother to have to fend and grow skinny because she didn't eat trying to feed her children and so the mother is like yeah 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 Jovi's great I'm glad you're happy however you need to have a space for yourself that you can run off to that's yours that he can't touch and that makes absolute sense as somebody who watched a lot of lifetime television for women as a child I 100% understand that sentiment, which is why I don't know if I could ever truly just let somebody take care of me because I would be absolutely scared that they would hide money or do something or make it so that it was difficult for me to live if they, if, you know, me and them were no longer together. So I understand that sentiment. It's just the way she's going about it is weird. Now, Jovi is completely vindicated when they actually go and see this apartment because I don't know, for some reason Yara thought that it was going, she was going to get a lot more bang for her book. And this woman comes out of this apartment and was like, hi, let me show you the flat. And then she takes this family of four into this dumbass little space. And Jovi is just talking shit about it as though this woman doesn't speak English. Nor does she live there, which I think she does. Not live there, but like live above it in the building or something like that. You know, like it could be her family's house. You know, we don't know. And they're like, basically, he's basically like, this is shitty. It's like falling apart. Now it is shitty. And it is falling apart. And then he's like, look at this kitchen. Can't you wait to cook in this kitchen? And here's the thing. Jovi's American. So the kitchen is small. But this is Prague. There's a lot of people that would be very happy to be in that apartment. So like, it's just whatever what it is. Jovi is, you know american he it's like even if jovi is right it's annoying for us to say that he's right because a we love yara so much and also b because he said that he didn't even want to learn uh learn ukrainian to speak to yara's mom so now when he's you know when he doesn't like olga it's like yeah because she doesn't like you either like you just both probably don't put any effort into each other and the truth of the matter is olga's right you have to put effort into her she doesn't have to put effort into you yeah. So he calls his mother, Mrs. Gwen, and tells yeah. her about Jovi's, I mean, Yara's actions and uh, that she, you know, she didn't say anything. And then Miss Gwen is like, well, that's what I was worried about. I was worried about her going over there and not wanting to come back. But um, also, I don't know how they do it over there, but here in the U.S., a woman needs to tell her husband about any financial decisions that they're, and I just said, oh, God, why do we have to get sound biases in American? being just so xenophobic 
Yeah, this one uh, definitely does not like anything that's not American culture. And the good news is Yara hates everything that is European culture. So it's just, no. it's great. yeah, that's American culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good. Yeah. So they're just like competing at odds all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yara is so crazy. She's like, I got to watch out for me and my baby. And I'm like, you're married to him. The way she says me and my baby is like, she's not married. But she is. So I'm like, girl. <laughs> yes. Like, you're right. not, you're not right. Fontaine in Les Mis. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're not like. You're not you know, having that. Yeah. The world. For you two. And if you were to divorce, you guys would split it in half. And so unfortunately, if you're making more money than him doing your online business, he would get, you would have to liquidate it or like do whatever. But like, you wouldn't just be out on the streets, like done, you know, like you have some rights especially as an immigrant, there are laws that protect immigrants from situations of Americans just bringing them over and then dumping them. Like, even if you guys got divorced, he is still responsible for you for the next 10 years or for 10 years, you know? I love At least, yeah. So it's just like, she, I, I understand where she's coming from, but she's not truly thinking it through. And I hate the way Jovi's like, you're letting your mom influence you. You're letting your mom do all this stuff. I'm like, Jovi, you just met her two years ago. Don't tell her that her mom, you're letting your mom influence. You don't know anything about this girl or her past. You know nothing besides whatever she's told you. So, like, don't come over here talking about your your mom is influencing you. That's her mom. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, we, you are letting your mom influence you on the phone right now. Like, so, yeah, like, he's in the bar. I love it, love it by the way, when he got into the bar to have this conversation with Miss Gwen. Like, Yara's like, go to the bar. Is that what you're doing, Jovi? It tracks. It tracks. Then she comes back up into the room and they have this fight or whatever because he's like, you planned this. You didn't even tell me about it. I don't understand why you and your mom are like, you know, against me suddenly making plans like without me involved. And she sort of tells him that she wants her own situation. I'll tell you right now during this whole fake, uh, whole this whole fight, Myla is just like turning on lights, turning off the lights. She's running around at one point, you know, to get her dad's attention she's like making her dad like give her some water you know Mila's doing the most you know like I just I think that kids know when their parents are upset or fighting and there's lots of things they do I think to like get the noise to stop you know yeah I mean I think that they're both wrong in this and I hate the way she passively aggressively tells him about his drinking the truth is is that she needs to say what she has to say about his drinking because it's only going to get worse. Or it's yeah. going to remain the same. Like he's not he he's not going to stop drinking. He's not going to stop it because he doesn't get to drink when he's on the boat. And when he's at home, it's cultural, it's a part of it to drink. And like I don't want to judge it because when I'm not at work, I'll have a beverage with many a meal. <laughs> like you know, I've had a beverage or three today. So like, I, I don't necessarily want to judge that, you know, and say he's wrong for that because many people around the world have a beverage a few yeah. times. Beverages, Oz. Beverages, you know? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I, just because you're catching on camera the, you know, three times, two times a day that he's drinking, it doesn't mean it. But her continuously making those comments is passive aggressive and it's only going to get worse she's she's only going to get worse and his drinking is not going to stop yeah it's also going to get worse so yeah basically we'll we're on jovi's side of all sides to be out of the situation it's crazy that she would 
just suddenly uh, whatever uh just be so gung-ho about something without seemingly have made uh all the appropriate thoughts but at the same time she is just looking she didn't try and like put any money down and she obviously is realizing what is going to be needed in order to get a suitable place for her so and he's so happy that she's wrong as though he knew yes he didn't know but he's no, so happy i'm like jovi grow up just be like hey babe yeah you're maybe it's a lot of money i mean it, it costs something like what did it end up costing like 163,000 for the apartment that we saw and then for a three-bedroom apartment it was be like double that yeah 300 if not you know 300 more which is like for the apartment with that was bigger 300,000 doesn't seem like a lot to me because like in places where apartments people live in apartments the way in California or in southern the part of California where Chris and I live most people have houses. There are lots and lots of apartment buildings, so maybe I'm wrong about that. But I'm saying, like, for for those of us who grew up in homes, like buying a house on the ground for three hundred thousand dollars is a good price for California, because right now they're like seven hundred thousand. So when you go to a place where people lit more so live in apartments, paying three hundred thousand dollars for an apartment isn't bad. So it's not like it's overpriced. It's just not as cheap as she thought it was would be. And maybe that's because she's used to hearing Louisiana prices. I don't know how much homes are in Louisiana, especially the part that she's in, but maybe you can buy a nice a, a nice house or, you know, a smaller house for 150. So she's thinking, well then an apartment, you must be able to buy it for 100,000 150 US. Like she's, you know, she doesn't really know. Um but then she found out. I wonder, like, what old her mother's like two intentions are. Is it just I really just want to babysit this baby here in Prague? Because it, the other part of it is like I thought your whole intention was to come to America and babysit the baby. So like, why is it like now suddenly to get this apartment in Prague and have you move in either permanently or not live there or in, in babysit the baby and or not? You know, yeah. that I was just, that part is interesting. I think it would be easier for Yara to just go to Prague than it would be for the mother to try to come to the US and live because she couldn't, now she would be able to take care of Myla to a certain extent in the US, but like she would depend on Yara to take her around, to show her how to use things. Like, you know, she would kind of be stuck. If they went to Europe, then Yara wouldn't have to teach her anything because she would be able to take Myla and do whatever. So I just think it's easier. And, you know, you know, foreigners tend to think that Americans have the most money in the world. And so, like, what is it for her to fly, you know, three times, four times a year to Prague? Like, how much money is that? My daughter's got it. She lives in America. Her husband's American. They own a home. You know what I mean? Like, that might be the thought, too. I, but yeah. Yeah, their round trip tickets is going to be like $1,000, if not more, every single time. So, yeah. That shop must be selling a lot, honey. That Yara shop. Um, so basically, that's like the crux of what their conversation and or trip to Prague has been. Even though Prague does look beautiful, like I wish they would go to like more like historical sites or museum sites or just like out to like beautiful dinners. You know, like I want to see more of Prague and like less like shitty apartments because even just the moment outside the shitty apartment when there was just birdsong, that part was really pretty. <laughs> Like, Prague has such promise. Show it to us. Okay, my love. 
who would you like to move on to next? You choose. Okay. I don't want to talk about these people. So do you want to talk Michael and Angela? No. Do you want to talk about you don't want to talk about them? No. Oh then okay, great. Okay, let's talk about well then that means we have one couple left. Kimberly and Usman, honey. This was a doozy. So they are, you know, hot off of the second meeting where there was an outside meeting where the mom was like, cool, I'm back for the same business. Okay, uh, here's the thing. I don't want you to marry this Kimberly as wife number one. I don't care if she has a black son. He looks nice. He's one of us, I guess, or whatever. I don't care if my son, the older one, uh, or sorry, Farouk, the younger one, is really impressed that she was in military service. I want you to date someone who can bear you children who's perhaps of our village, period. That's wife number one. So Usman does not want to disrespect his mom ever, that he says. And then uh, Kimberly is upset, though, that Usman didn't, in that moment, stand up for her and was like, well, Kimberly is wife number one, mom. Kimberly is wife number one. So don't worry about it. Just stop right there. Kimberly, wife number one. You know, like, no. Usman wants to attract more bees with honey. Usman wants to try and finesse the situation because the truth is, at the end of the day, Usman does not really care if Kimberly is A, I think, married to him, or really wife number one or wife number two. That does not make one bit of difference in his mind. He doesn't understand why it makes any bit of difference in her mind. What's the big what's the big thing? If my mom wants it to be that you're wife number two, what's the big deal, yo? I don't even get it. You know, and like the truth of the matter is we don't either so because of that usman and you know the cultural respect we have to give he is excited to do what he has to do to make his mom happy which at this point is go meet a fine young hottie and kim bully has to just sit there and watch it why you know what? I am really tired of kim bali saying that she's given up so much for him be just because she's agreed for him to be a polygamist. Girl, she kept she keeps that's not my culture. That's not my culture. Yes, it is. There are polygamists in the US. There are a lot of them. They may not sometimes they're just, they're just called polyamory people. I mean it's maybe not the same or whatever, but it's in the same vein. And so it's really crazy that she keeps saying that. And anything else that you have done for him besides allowing him to live a polygamous lifestyle, which isn't crazy because you are, are trying to be with a man who needs to have children in his culture. And so it's like, you cannot have children, nor are you in the financial position to get him a surrogate or do anything yeah. in which a child will come out of you or from you or by you. So Stop saying that it's for your cult, that you're, you know, you're doing so much for him. You're buying him things. And if he's asking you for them and you're purchasing them, then you're a fool. But if he's not asking you for stuff and you're still the one that does making trips to Nigeria or putting, giving him money, cash apping him as a fan or like whatever, then that's on you and you're being silly. You have not, from what we can see, you've not done anything above and beyond for him. And I, just the sheer fact that he's going to marry you, it, <laughs> I don't want to be mean. Kimbali, because I feel like at some point I'm going to run across her and she's going to have a lot of shit to say to me because I've said a lot of shit about her. 
but yeah, she's like, oh, I feel like I'm on a battleground right now. And I'm like, love is a battlefield. Yeah, it's just like crazy. It's like, she's like, let me get this straight. You're going to go meet a woman that you might marry while I'm here. I mean, the insecurity, the insecurity is so present in this one. It is like wild. Could you imagine? Like, if I would, if somebody made me that insecure, I would just be like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to. I mean, that's basically, I think, what she wants to do. But she's like, I guess I'll have to put up with it, right? Because it's your culture, even though I don't want it to do it. Like, what if she's young and beautiful, you know? But I don't want to think about it. It's totally fine. I get why it's happening. I totally get it. I get what your mom's doing. So, okay. It, I, I I hate it. This is horrible. It's really bad. I it's horrible. Awful. I get it. You know, so she also, we get to see her in her natural habitat, honey, which is in her hotel room. And for Kimberly, that's what we get. And we get all of her accoutrements that she travels with. And so we were like, let's just do a little like screenshot. Look at, there's a, whatever, it's like some sort of cap where it says, congratulations, Usman, soldier boy, Yarima, Yakuma, maybe Yakuma. And then what she also has, my love, is her very infamous pink body spray, raspberry fantasy spray. Look at all to the left. And it's a full size, it well, it's like half, it's it's one third gone. So it's definitely not the first, the one that she brought on the first trip. It's a new one. She goes and gets it. She goes and gets like it by the three. Yeah. Yeah. She is like stewing in her own insecurity. So she decides to take her time out to decorate her room in a manner fitting for an event that happens usually once in a lifetime. So she says she needs to do something big to show her love and to show yep. how loyal she is, to show that she's the one that should be the first wife. And so um, she buys two different rings because she doesn't know his ring size. Yeah. And she proposes to this boy. So she, uh-huh. This 52-year-old woman proposes to this 33-year-old man. She gets down on the knee. It takes her a long time, honey, because it's a sore knee. You know, you're just like, mm-hmm. when you see her doing it, you're like, I can't believe is that a great idea is that the one you've been shot in you know what I'm saying like that's not the one that you should like get down on the money but you know it's like cringy right because she proposes to him and it's always cringy to watch someone do too much which she even says like is it too much is it I'm doing too much like and it's always like yeah it is too much and you're like overdoing it to watch someone be like oh oh look at all of the the things that you did well, I'm going to say yes. And his reasoning for saying yes is because basically because marrying her would make her so happy and he wants to see her so happy, which is like not really the reason why you get married to someone. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've never actually seen a woman propose to a man. That's something I've only ever seen on American TV. And so it was definitely very weird. It's crazy. that very weird. But she wants him to have a ring on his finger when what? he goes to meet the beautiful young Biddy. And I wanted to say, Kim Bali, this woman does not care about you. This woman only wants to be with a good house, a man who is also a mild celebrity. So she has no fear of you. She hasn't, you, you, you I mean, she might be like, yeah, Usman's second wife. But like this, we see a picture of her and she's beautiful. I am so 
excited. I like I didn't know if we were going to see. We obviously got teased and didn't get to see any of his actual uh, meeting with her this episode. And then for the teaser for the next episode, they did show her. And yeah, she's gorgeous. She like is like she puts everyone to shame. Like she's more beautiful than Zara. You know, like she's ridiculous. Not to like, I guess, judge women's beauty by each other. Everyone's beautiful in their own subjective way. So that's just what that is. But, you know, I just my personal opinion. Zara's pretty. So, yeah, she wants him to wear the ring. He, one of the rings works. He says that whatever is, happens, he's always going to be there. And he like he says yes. And then the next morning he has to get ready to go to meet her. And, you know, and she's like so upset. She just wants to like always talk about how upset this situation makes her. And what, so again, the sacrifice she's making and allowing it to happen. And it's kind of like you knew this was going to happen. So I don't want to hear this pout. I don't want to see it. It's like, you, I mean, yeah, because you said yes. You said yes months ago that this was going to happen. So this is what's happening. Yeah. And also like this idea that he's just supposed to keep it so separate. I mean, he could. I wish Kim would just go and then we could see him actually be with somebody who's like from his culture and who's beautiful. And I would like to know like how he would treat his wife, a wife that he isn't using. I would love to see him act sexually into someone, stricken with someone, lusting after someone, wanting to see someone value. Like, I want to see him be nervous around a woman who might not be into him. Like, I want to see all of that so bad. And I don't think we're going to see that because their culture, you know, you don't show affection like that. But I like to see his smile when he looks at her because she's like... I mean, yeah, he does not care, honey, uh, about whatever the outcome is of this situation. She's like, she keeps saying it's a deal breaker. She will not be the second wife. And I feel like he is just biding his time between two boiling pots of water. He is trying, and there's one lid. There's neither the boiling pot of his mom and the boiling pot of Kimberly. And they're just simmering. And he has one lid, honey, and he's trying to stir some pots and trying to put a lid on other pots. Just trying to get them both to come to some sort of compromise in the end. The compromise being is I think that he thinks that Kimberly will acquiesce and be the second wife. Yeah. And I, I feel like she will too, but she has a conversation with Jamal and yeah. Jamal kind of unpacks everything for her. And she's like, he's a smart kid. He's that J- Jamal's a smart guy. And I'm like, wow. It took your son explaining this to you. Yeah, what is the point? What is the benefit of being the first wife? What mat- What does it matter what wife you are? Yeah, like, why are you hanging your head on the deal breaker being you being the second wife? The deal breaker is either you are allowing your man to be with another person or not. Yeah. Or not, I mean, yeah, Jamal is smart. You know, Jamal, Jamal, I feel like he must just be like, why do I have to have this conversation with my mom? This is crazy, man. Wild. Yeah, <laughs> while he has to go home and like t- like he has to like tell his bros like what happened he's like dog i just had like the craziest conversation with my mom she's just like in africa she's just being raw dogged and like losing her mind i mean at some point during the conversation she starts to tell him about the proposal and all we see is this oh make it go away yeah so yeah. proposed and he's quiet and she's like, hello. And all she sees is this man like, hello, hi. 
How is that going to work when things didn't even work out with you and my dad because he had another biddy? Yeah. How is that going to work? I just, the delusion, Chris, if I am ever delusional, well, I mean, in what, what way? Are you answering your question? If I'm 53 and look, look. 72. (laughs) Okay. And I marry a young man. Uh Uh-huh who tells me that he needs to have a wife who can bear him children. Yeah. I need you to remind me of Kimberly. First of all, I'm not opposed to being a second wife. So already they're different. Yeah. I just, I'm not opposed to it. I would do it. If he made me feel great and he bought me jewelry and we looked great together and we had great dinners and we had good sex. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I, I would get to know the kids. I would get to know the kids. How about I, the wife? Right I mean, I, I mean, the truth is, is that like, who knows if I'm going to get along with the wife? Because like, I feel like the, any woman who would like fight me for dominance or fight me for a man, not really me. I would be like, listen, she's fighting me. I'm going to need my own apartment. Don't worry. I'll pay for it. And you can come over whenever you're ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get to know the kids and everything's fine, but she and I don't have to be friends because I'm not going to fight with a woman over a man. You're not going to fight me for dominance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I will always be the fun wife. I will be the wife that has no children. I will be the wife who has a career. That's the wife I am. And if you're frustrated with me because he and I can go out unencumbered, or we, we have, he's in a different mindset with he, when he's with me because we are not making a family. You know, I, being a wife is hard, you know? I mean, I guess I wouldn't know. But that brings us to the end of this episode. We oh, have- I, have, I have just one thing, that, a couple of quotables from Angela and Michael that I would like to say. We don't need to talk about them, but these are the things that stuck out in my mind. Wene, you have come here with Angela. You are her friend. You <laughs> understand her. Please talk to her. Okay. Then they say the friend part again. <laughs> you are her friend. No, no, no. It's so good. No. <laughs> okay. And then it is Angela. I thought you were going home. You're and the entire time, Angela's teeth want to fly out of her mouth. This woman is doing the Lord's work to keep her teeth in her mouth. The whole time, all I hear is, Michael, you ain't on the morals. Shut up, Michael, I'm gonna kick you in the goddamn pool. Like, just trying to keep gummy ass, saliva filled teeth in her mouth. They are moving and grooving in that mouth. <laughs> You are absolutely. This bitch comes out. She is 66. She is, I don't know, 56 years old, man. This bitch comes out of that with all gold jewelry on, right? All gold swap meet ghetto girl jewelry. But her earrings are fucking heart shaped with like chandelier fucking bullshit coming off them, you guys, okay? Her hair is in that high pony. She's got a pink 
crop top shirt on and some high-waisted black bell-bottom shoes and she's wearing heels and listen someone has styled this this baggy bitch someone has styled this fucking skin saggy bitch and i can't even though it's tacky and that someone might have been skyla (laughs) there's a part of me that's like okay But when she said that she was going to kick him in the goddamn pool, yeah, with what momentum? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with what? What? And Renee is just like trying to sit there and something's up. Renee is the most, this is the, Renee is the first time I've ever been able to see in a black woman Botox, like clearly. Go, Botox and what, fillers too, Chris? I don't know. Yeah. She's got a lot going on in that face. Yeah. But anyways, that's what I wanted to I wanted to say Angela had a hard time keeping her teeth in her mouth. And I want to say, Winnie, you have come here with Angela. You are half win. <laughs> <laughs> you please talk to her. <laughs> I wish you could do it as good as you. You are half win. No, we can't do it. Can't do it. You are half win. Angela, this is too much. Yeah, no, it's I so pray. I pray that my marriage is safe. I get on bended knees and I pray to the Lord. Good night. I said, Angela, I mean, that's the most, the most Jesus-y I've ever heard him be. I can't believe that we have to even talk about him. I can't believe that he is staying around. I can't believe that the Instagram, I just can't hear anymore. It's so dumb. Because so. you got no morals. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, as dumb as it is, they are shooting confessionals together. They have a confessional where they are sitting up right by each other and they are interacting in the moment, which means that at some point they were shooting together, whether mm-hmm. it was in Africa during this time or at a different time later, you know, like they're remarking on these situations we're watching in the same space. So it's always confusing when they show us that and we, we can like know that we're like, oh, you guys are together right now. Anyways. So that's the end of them. Renee is like on my shit list too now. She was yelling at Michael and Angela is just such a saggy faced bitch. Like, this is a face of pain. Do you see this, Michael? Like, this in, is a lot of pain. Listen, the only reason why I'm talking about Angela the way I am right now is, and this is no shade to anybody else, but she's an asshole. Yeah. So she she's going to get all the vitriol. Because she is an abusive fucking asshole. Yay. So anyways, that's the end of this episode, you guys. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you would like to see the visual version of what you just listened to, you can support us, support your girls on Patreon. And that is patreon.com slash docusweeties. It's $10 a month. You know, we might give some extra stuff. We may add another tier once we've got more time and energy. But you know, it is what it is for, for now. It is what it is for now, but uh, yeah, more is coming. We love you guys so much. Listen, you can also follow us on Instagram. That is DocuSweeties and TikTok, DocuSweeties1 and TikTok, which is DocuSweeties1. You know, we are so thankful that you would take any time to listen to us. I know that I, listen, I'm having like an allergy attack right now. So if you have listened to this episode and been like, she sounds a little stuffy, you're right. But at the same time, Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for rating us whatever stars you want to rate us five and sharing this amongst your family and friends, sure, and being with us along this journey. Thank you so much. 
we love you and yeah thank you so much for listening have a great day bye, bye.